In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Cleanse my heart and my lips, Almighty God, that I may proclaim your gospel worthily. The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Jesus said to his disciples, You are the salt of the earth, but if salt becomes tasteless, what can make it salty again? It is good for nothing, and can only be thrown out to be trampled underfoot by men. You are the light of the world. A city built on a hilltop cannot be hidden. No one lights a lamp to put it under a tub. They put it on the lampstand, where it shines for everyone in the house. In the same way, your light must shine in the sight of men, so that seeing your good works, they may give praise to your Father in heaven. The Gospel of the Lord You are the salt of the earth, you are the light of the world. These familiar words of our Lord, which comes at the end of his Sermon on the Mount, takes on particularly unique meaning and twists after a long flight across Asia and Europe. I know many of you feel a tad bit salty, sweaty that is, and are yearning for your first bath after 24 hours, and I'm quite sure that you are also feeling lightheaded from the prolonged hours of sleep deprivation. The last thing you'd be expecting is a long homily. Well, let's see how it goes. We start our pilgrimage to Ireland and UK in this beautiful church, dedicated to St. Augustine and St. John the Baptist, with a reminder of what to expect from a pilgrimage, what a pilgrimage demands from us, and what can we expect from a pilgrimage. First, pilgrimage presents itself, but with a side to go and stay, some of you may have had mixed feelings about coming on this trip. Second thoughts about leaving the comfort of your homes and the busy schedules of your hectic lives. But now that you are here, you have a choice. Continue to live with the regret which cannot be undone, or make the best of this pilgrimage by immersing yourselves wholeheartedly in the present experience. Remember that this pilgrimage really began with your willingness to begin. God does not coerce us to go anywhere or do anything. God invites us, through circumstances, through our intuition, through our gifts and opportunities, even through our trials. And we make the decision to begin. Then we make the daily decision to continue. Onward, Christian soldiers, no retreat, no turning back, no turning back. Second, the pilgrim path never goes in a straight line. Yes, we have a planned itinerary. Kate has done all her pre-departure homework in booking hotels, churches for masses, guides to take us around, and we have our own bucket list of things to see and do. But remember that the future is always in God's hands. And as St. Teresa of Villa tells us, God writes straight with crooked lines. If the path was straight, it would not be a pilgrimage. Every turn in our life requires discernment and faith. Every path takes us through dark patches in which we cannot see the next event or relationship or life work. But we trust and believe that God is there every step of the way, accompanying us, leading us, guiding us, and picking us up should we fall. This is how it is supposed to be. Third, God uses our mistakes, our lack of knowledge, our weaknesses all along the way 
God knows our every weakness, every sin, and every desire that resides in the deepest recesses of our hearts, so deep that even a priest in confession cannot penetrate. God knows every wound and setback and fear. God also knows every gift and talent and natural inclination, every form of intelligence and aptitude working in each of us. And God uses all of it. God will use all the raw material of my life and yours. God uses our sensitivities to create our strengths, our desires to create purpose, and our limitations to create potential. Finally, we learn by walking. I don't mean that this comes anywhere close to walking the miles of asphalt and gravel along the Camino of Santiago de Compostela. I will be the first to protest and opt for the taxi option. Pilgrimage has been described as praying on our feet, praying while walking. Though we would expect a bump and a pothole-free, comfortable ride on our air-conditioned bus, we must recognize that the journey of life is often rife with stumbling and struggle. If we are used to passivity and inactivity, be prepared to be woken up and shaken up. Pope Francis has said that he would rather see a church that is out in the world getting into accidents than a church that is passive, ingrown, and sick. We learn God's will by moving towards something, a goal, a purpose, a destination. Ultimately, every destination or shrine we visit is just preparation for our final destination. It's not just a where, but more importantly, a who. Where is our final destination? It is heaven. Who is it that we hope to meet? The answer is clear. It is God. To get to him, we must keep moving. A pilgrimage is apt, mirror of life, and venerable Matt Talbot, whose shrine we had just visited, is a perfect example of what this means. His life provides us with a powerful reminder that rough and turbulent starts need not necessarily end in destruction. He epitomizes the saying, every sinner has a future and every saint has a past. I'd like to conclude with a famous quote of Matt, a little piece of wisdom that would serve us well during this pilgrimage. Three things I cannot escape. The eye of God, the voice of conscience, and the stroke of death. In company, guard your tongue. In your family, guard your temper. When alone, guard your thoughts. There you have it. Three things to remember while on this pilgrimage. Some of you may be exhausted from the long and harsh flight to Dublin and will be wishing that you had stayed home. But remember... The beginning is never an indication of the rest of the story, or in our case, the rest of the journey. It's not how you decide to begin, but how you choose to end it. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.